Hi, I'm Sung Ray. I'm something else. Here at Black Girl Soul, a podcast where we discuss the Asian dramas we love from a Black female perspective. We are looking to be entertained, to learn about other cultures, and share our passion for these shows. Welcome. This is Black Girl Soul with something else and Sung Ray. We're here today to discuss Asian dramas from the Black male perspective. As you know, we have more than 10 years in the game watching dramas, so we know how much we love and enjoy them. But how many men and Black men at that may enjoy them also, we wondered. So here to review and discuss dramas with us are King Ella, Sung Ray's nephew, and Mohammed Malik Shabazz, a.k.a. Mo, yes. who's my brother. Welcome, fellas. Yay! Welcome having you guys. Thank you for having me on the show. I am here to speak about the black male perspective in regards to K-dramas, my Korean brothers and sisters. Eat bean pies, everybody. That is so stereotypical and trifling and wrong. We're going to make that so. Yes. How, how about you, Kenyella? How are you? <laughs> oh, man, I'm good. I'm sorry about that. I got caught up over here. Yeah. Uh, I'm well. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you both so much for being here. So, to start it off, let's just ask the obvious question Have you ever heard of Asian television? Let's start with you, Kenyella. Um, I had not heard of it until Songwriting was, you know, and presented it to me. Um, I had never been interested in it, never thought about it, never crossed my radar. So, so, yeah. Okay. How about you, Mo? Okay, so the way that Korean drama and Asian television actually came into my field of view or my purview was because um, years ago I bought um, my lovely Samsung for a friend of mine because she said that she was really into that particular series and so I researched it. Now that's how I knew that people were into uh, K-dramas, but before that I had watched a little bit of like television from other parts of the world, um, but not particularly Asian television. But that, oh, I'm sorry, go on. But that, that, that friend of mine, she was the person who kind of like clued me into the idea that you know, there were a group of people who really were into Asian television. And I, I would have to say that that friend of yours was me. <laughs> yes. Not for me for Christmas. Correct. Because because I love that drama so much, and I would watch it like annually. And my family kind of went, "Okay, we we know she's watching something on TV. Let's let's see what it's about." And so. I, I don't remember which year, but you bought me that, and I, I appreciated that. Um, <laughs> um, have you all considered watching Asian television? Why and why not? Um, had I considered it? No, I hadn't. I don't know. I, I really wasn't much into I'm not much into television now. I can't say wasn't much, but not at the moment. Uh, so it really had never crossed my mind to even watch anything outside of what was normally, you know, on at the moment. Uh, but I don't think it was ever something that ever, you know, interested me, you know. Okay. 
Okay, so I had watched television from different parts of the world before, uh, whether it be like Bollywood films or if it had been like British television um, or even like um, like anime in the past, like when I was younger, because, you know, stuff comes on and you just kind of watch whatever is on and you don't really consider like whether or not it's culturally similar to you because you're just a kid. Um, but I hadn't watched a lot of Asian television because there's this stereotype in the minds of Americans that Asian people are emotionless. Um, and because that I kind of had that story playing in the back of my mind, um, it was something that it wasn't even something that I was opposed to. It was just something that I kind of read off, you know, wrote off from the beginning. If I saw, if I happened to see any type of like Asian television, I would just always flip past it. Not to mention that it had subtitles, and I'm not opposed to reading subtitles, but that's just another barrier to having to like watch something that you already think in the back of your mind that you're not interested in. Okay. No, I mean that that's legit because I had. Um, it's it's kind of like this thing where society kind of steers you towards what you should watch, what you should listen to, and um, I mean I'm not fighting for say white people to watch black television or just like black art, but we see that when quote unquote mainstream culture doesn't. Um, adhere or doesn't love something that we do as black people, like they invest less money. So like, for example, um, for the longest time with black films or films with black leads, they would, Hollywood didn't, didn't want to uh, put money into it because they were like, well, you know, the Asian market or overseas markets would not, um, be receptive to black actors in movies or black films. And that is changing with, you know, movies like Black Panther. So conversely, when I look at um, what we ingest as black people, um, my interest is in, you know, why exactly do we not check out Hispanic shows? Like, what is telling us, and can we break that? Because um, Sun Ray and I have had long conversations about um, how our ignorance about other cultures ultimately is going to hurt us. And especially as black people, what hurts us as black people. Um, but what do you think, Sunray? So I guess overall for me personally, I feel like with different types of cultures of TV, yes. we do have to be kind of mindful of how we as a monolith, if we're going to put ourselves in one box, how we function when we watch certain shows. Um, we have been very one-sided and kind of one-minded in what we look at, what we watch, how we feel about what we look at and what we watch, as opposed to being more open to other things that are out there. Because like telenovas, I watch a few telenovas, not that many, just like maybe two or three of them that I've picked up from some coworkers that I worked with. But again, that's something that most of us are not looking at, most of us don't talk about. And if it's not something that features us, we usually are not too interested in the project. Yeah, I mean, it's, 
I just totally see her. It's like if we're not reflected there, we kind of go, okay, you're not interested. I don't know. I, I, I mean, and, and people are different. Like some people embrace kind of the uncomfortable space of, of subtitles and not knowing the culture and then going and figuring it out. Other people are like, hey, if I'm going to focus on entertainment, then I want something that I can relate to and get my laugh on and go about my business. Well, here's what's up is that typically people will relate to a dominant culture. And that's the reason why Asian people watch American television. It's the reason why Latin American people watch American television. Um, it's the reason why British people watch American television. And even Americans are starting to watch British television more. It's because people will identify with the culture or with the country that's most dominant, right? And so if you don't find that a particular country is dominant, you're not going to really like be interested in its culture. So people are going to watch American television. Why? Because America's all over the world. Our military, our clothes, our music, all that stuff. And it's because the United States carries so much weight economically and is so powerful. So I can see why other cultures like pay attention to our media or to American media. Now, whether or not we as Americans want to pay attention to other people's media, that is that that's based upon how culturally aware we want to be. Because there's nothing that makes us really want to like like why 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 would I be interested in South African programming or Serbian programming or um, Polish programming? Like they don't really have a lot of say over my economic or social well-being, right? I mean, even that, but also like the production of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess that's what, what captured me the most is it, it does, the production doesn't seem to really capture me. There's nothing to fixate on. It's not interesting. It's not high def or it doesn't seem current enough. Mm -hmm. But, and I think that that's changing because, um, um, I forget somewhere that I know the actual phrasing um, of it, but like a couple of years ago, maybe was it ten years ago or something, or a little bit more, Korean um, the Korean production companies, Korean the Korean government decided to make a push towards um, creating, you know. Um, more films, more television shows, and exporting it overseas. So I think that that's part of the reason why we even see it now. I think um, what I forget what the wave is called, Hollywood wave or something like that. Oh, Hollywood, yeah. Right. See, she does the phrase better than I. But like, there was just like this wave of, um, like a renaissance where they were like, we're going to make these and put them out for everyone else to see. And they even paid for, um, like, um, what is it, K-pop? The reason why you have all these kids, these American kids, who are now into K-pop, is because they've made it, uh, an actual effort, to a deliberate effort, to put, you know, those acts, those groups out. And, and, you know, maybe they paid attention to, maybe I'm guessing, maybe they paid attention to black culture, because black culture, no matter how America wants to play it, is supplied um, and sold overseas, mm. right? And so where um, they may treat, or not may, where 
America, America doesn't treat black people well, no matter how you play it, no matter the stereotypes that go overseas. They like our hip hop. They know who Michael Jackson is. They know who Beyonce is. And you even saw it, re- even saw it reflected in um, that song that was really popular about two or three years ago, Gondam Style. I think that was a Korean, Korean musician. Yeah, he was. Gondam is an area in South Korea. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Right. No, uh, so right I had no knows, idea. She knows, she knows our country, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 she doesn't be back when she walks those streets. Sorry, Sung Ray. Sung Ray knows. <laughs> I got you Listen, listen, I know something else. Her name is Sung Ray. She has her name prepared for when she goes over. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so. We know that King Yella watches television, but not a lot of it. And I happen to know that Mo does watch a bit of television, mm. um, as do some Ray and I. Um, so of the shows, did you all get a chance to check out some dramas? Yeah. I, I got to see one. Okay. And what did you all think? What did you all see? And what did you all think? Okay. So the, the show, or I don't know if it was a show or a film or whatnot, but it's called War of Prosecutors. Um, it was on um, Vicky, the application. And actually, I'm really glad that you suggested that I, uh, that I download that application because now that's opening up a whole new world to me because Vicky appears to be, what, like the Netflix of K-dramas, right? It's better than Netflix. Okay. Not just K, because they do the J, the C, the Thai. So it's like Asian... Um, like film and media all together. So when I was watching that that show, like at first, like you said, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Um, but then the thing that hit me immediately was the production value. Like I saw that there was decent production value. Now, after I noticed that, I started looking at the interactions between them. I started reading the subtitles. Now. When I was trying to read the subtitles, I was like, okay, this sounds very, maybe it's because of the way things are translated. I was like, this sounds very um, poetic in the way in which you're speaking. And while that could be seen as beautiful, at some point, I would, that would get annoying. But then a bit, a bit more action started happening in the show. And as I started kind of like following it, I found myself laughing out loud. And typically, you laugh at things that you're able to relate to. And so, like, I found that to be interesting because, like, now if I continue to watch K-dramas, sure enough, I will start to be able to relate to these characters, you know, and to the culture in general. And I think that's an excellent point because that's something that I noticed when I began watching dramas was... Okay, I'm just going to be honest that if anyone is offended, please, in advance, I am telling you, I apologize. I immediately thought in terms of, um, what's the little green guy who talks backwards and kind of funny? Oh, Yoda. I thought about Yoda, and I'm like, some of what they say is like almost exactly as if you get exact translation, so in the beginning, they didn't have it where it was translated so much where it made quote-unquote sense to us. They did literal translations, and when you do a literal translation, it is almost like they're talking backwards. Mm. So I I was blown away, like, wait a minute, these people sound like Yoda. What is this? So it took me 
a minute to kind of like get myself together. And as we move forward in our drama watching, I can now say, okay, I catch on to why some of this sounds the way that it does, but it's because I guess maybe for them in speaking, that's how things come across. Well, we seem to, I guess, be much more kind of like cut short and to the point. Like we don't give them for the the floweriness of words or the floweriness of a scene. We just tell you flat out, oh, the sun is shining. Well, for them, you might get a few more poetic words based upon how their words are used. So, yeah, I noticed that. So let me ask you a question. Um, what got you over that initial hump then? Because, like, for me, getting over the initial hump was because, like, it was suggested that I watched. But you and um, you and our host decide, right, what, like, what was it? It was the desire to find out what's so interesting to her because again something else is who introduced this to me and she was so excited and so when i watch it and as she's you know she's like the referee on the side when we watch together the first time and this is getting ready to happen and this is why they're doing this and he lives here so on my own as i watch i think that was my thing i just wanted to figure out what's the fascination what is going on well why do these people do this how come they live like this well, why are these things happening so I wanted to know. It was my curiosity that made me continue to press forward to watch. King Gilbert, what about you? Um, so I watched Airs, and I did. I watched on Vicky as well. Oh, Airs. <laughs> and it was cool. It started off. It was kind of cheesy at first. You know what I mean? To me, it was just, you know, it was like the Korean singing, but it was in English. So it was like accents, but. Um, it's not that the storylines of the plots are bad. It was just, like I said, like Mo said earlier, the subtitles, you know, if you look away for a moment, you've missed something and you don't really know what's going on. Um, that was probably my biggest, uh, hindrance, I guess. Other than that, I mean, I kind of found myself enjoying it, getting into it or being captivated by the, by the show itself. I only got through about three episodes in like an hour long, so and I wasn't really used to. No, you're good. I mean, especially since um, that's why I was going to ask about the genres that you all were typically interested in watching because um, when we suggested shows, I tried to mix them up so that there was something maybe that you would be interested in seeing um, because, of course, when uh, something else and I were initially watching these dramas. We were watching almost soap operas, right? We were watching, I mean, there's so many genres, but we're, even airs is kind of, it's almost a high school show. So it's like, if you don't like Gossip Girl or something like that, <laughs> the American version of that is Gossip Girl, right? Or 90210. So if you're watching, if you're interested in watching those shows, then Airs is going to be fabulous to me. Like, I watch all kinds of television. So, it's, it's like, I both am, like, happy that you watch Airs because I love Airs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't necessarily know if that was, like, the the introduction show for you. <laughs> right? Like well, I tried to suggest Healer, but he, he wasn't feeling Healer. He wound up on his own getting over there to Airs. I don't, and I wanted to hear... What was your journey that led you over there to that show? Because that's so, not where you started. Yeah, I was on Vicky, and I'm sitting there, and of course I had to comb through. I'm like, oh, they have all kinds of drama. They got, like you said, the, the K, the J, the C, and everything else. And so um, about 
20 minutes of reading description, I was just like, hmm, I'll try this one. And it was just kind of luck of the draw. That's interesting because Eric is, like she said, one of those puppet dramas that you you just happen (laughs) to fall in love with. You like it. You like Kim Tan. You love that they started off in America because you can can relate. Like, you know, I like Eric. Well, see, I mean, I'm, I'm... I'll admit that I'm being a little bit stereotypical for King Yella because I'm going, okay, he's a guy and maybe he's going to like an Oz-type show or a Power-type show. That is a stereotype, right? For all I know, he's catching like, um, I know, I can't imagine he's catching Empire, but <laughs> but I, I am thinking along those lines for me, right? So, Aaron's is a is a show that's kind of like Cinderella-ish because she's a yeah. hardworking, you know, younger sister. She she goes to America to find her sister because it's so hard for her. And then she finds out her sister is like a whole straight up, you know, in like, California. She's <laughs> right. She's like, see, just, see, I don't know how deep the rabbit hole goes. Uh, this is just, oh, this is <clears> it ends early. You don't get too much other than what she uh, She was living with old boy. Old boy was not concerned about her, obviously. She's stealing money from folks. She, yeah, she ain't on nothing. Right. right. You hear and, nothing else about her. And what oh, you, okay. and if you like that kind of high school feel, what you end up seeing is that this chick, you know, like the younger sister, goes back to Korea. Doesn't well, tell wait, her mom. Do you want us to spoil it? Are you I mean, it's like I'm, I'm still, I'm still gonna watch. I, and oh. Like, and it's not gonna be like one of my, you know, oh, let's see what's going on. But you know, when I'm in, this, when I'm in the room at night, I'll probably turn it off. Okay, so then, then, let, then let me wet your appetite and not tell you everything. She has to eventually go to a, a school and deal with um, bullies and you can see rich she fights you. Bullies. Hmm? Oh, yeah, rich, rich bullies. bullies. And her bullies and rich bullies are completely different people. Right. And she has to, and she, and she can fight these type as you can see. So it's not like she, <laughs> she doesn't go down fighting, right? And so there's a lot of, it's not, that's, that's the thing about these um, shows. It's, there is romance, but it's inadvertent because it's not like head on, especially the, when it comes to like age groups. Um, it was funny that you all mentioned how they talk in a roundabout way because when you all said that, I was like, what are they talking about? Like I had to think about it because I'm so used to watching these dramas. Especially since, uh, especially the ones that are like thought-provoking or thoughtful, or as they get older, they the conversation like one person talking, they don't talk straight on. And and I ask them, what are they saying? They speak completely fine. But it's because I've been watching these dramas for ten plus years, so we're having these conversations. Well, here's- Here's the other thing is because I think that that has an impact on the way in which, like, the way that people communicate is a reflection of their culture in general as well. Because, and I think that the, the level or the type of Asian culture that you're dealing with also is about that. What I mean to say in all this is, is that when I've interacted with Japanese people, Japanese people are super subtle. Um, they won't say they don't like a particular thing. They'll say, um, well, maybe we just shouldn't do that or, um, or maybe not. 
you know and the same thing with okay cool this is a great example because like in this book called outliers outliers written by malcolm gladwell they cited that the number one reason that korean airlines had so many accidents um like with their planes they had so many crashes was because nobody because korean culture was so hierarchical and nobody ever wanted to contradict the captain and so even if the captain was messing up the most that their co-pilot would say was well the equipment is working really well today right and so like what american culture right right but american culture someone even if they had to tell their boss they're wrong they'd be like i think you're doing this incorrectly right and once they actually made the culture on board their planes much more egalitarian and much more equal then they found that korean airlines went from one of the worst airlines in the 90s to one of the best airlines in the world um, but yeah, it speaks to exactly what you guys are saying with regard to like the roundabout manner that they they talk to people or they talk to each other with. Learn something new. And, and speaking of learning something new, so did these shows introduce you um, to new ideas about Asian culture? So in this case, Mo was saying that, you know, it introduced us to the idea of how um, some Asian cultures speak in a roundabout way, how they're not um, upfront about things. What else did we learn about Asian people or think that we learned about Asian people from that show? Well, I mean, for me, I guess with airs, it's like one of those, <clears throat> excuse me, one of those stereotypical things where you, you kind of confirm that the fathers are very strict on the kids and, you know, perfection is the standard. That's <laughs> what I saw from what I saw. How about you, Sunray? And so I feel like personal for me, what I've learned from the dramas is being able to see that where we in America have been way more open with the concepts of um, sex, sexuality, and who's sleeping with who, they are much more prudent people. And that's something that personally I feel like we could take a leaf out of the book. Really? I, I, well, let me put it, let me, okay, let me suggest this. They are prudent on television. They, I don't think that they're prudent in person. Like, I think they're as much foreign dogs as everybody else. But I think that on television, they have, they're very strict about the guidelines on what can be shown in a way that American television, it's almost a free-for-all. Like, you're seeing all kinds of stuff on television now that we didn't see 10 years ago. In Asian culture, there's been a slight shift, but it is very age appropriate. So if, so if you, what did you say? I think this shit is real. Right, right, exactly. So they will, um, you know, when when a, and, and some Ray can, can give examples too, definitely, but when a woman hugs a guy, he does not hug her back depending on the age group. If even a kiss, if a woman kisses a man, he'll freeze up. Like they, they look like statues. I'm like, you need to roll up into that kid. No, won't do it. They will they'll freeze. Because I think there's some rules about the full on kiss, the full on hug, even um sex, 
on those shows, it's always when they're like, what, at least 30 years old or higher um, or older, they're not doing, like, I don't, I don't think that that is a reflection of the culture. I think that's a reflection of television standards. I mean, I'm not, I don't know if I agree with you or disagree with you. And the reason I say that is because I was watching, it, it was another piece of Asian television, but it was kind of, it was more Americanized Asian television. And it was a Asian woman, I wasn't an Asian guy who's dating a white woman. But either way, the, um, the person who wasn't Asian, was kind of breaking these rules socially um, in front of the parents. And the Asian person had to say, hey, listen, like you're being a bit more forward than I'm used to, especially from my parents, because in the entire time I have like known my parents together, they have never like held hands together in public or something along those lines. Maybe that was actually Indian culture. So I could be off, but I think that they still are a bit more conservative than, especially in public, than Americans can be. Maybe, maybe and maybe I'm 100% off. Maybe I'm I'm off because I because like maybe if I went and hung out in Korea and I went to a Korean club and especially amongst people uh, under the age of like 35, it's completely different and they're grinding and kissing and making out and all sorts of stuff. But maybe I'm operating from an antiquated like Asian stereotypes that's in my own mind. I'm going to say that I think that based upon watching dramas and I've become kind of I follow the culture a little to a degree. I follow some females who live in Korea right this present minute. They're under 35. I also follow a couple who just got married. Um, a black guy and a Korean woman and she's not traditional Korean by any means she lives in America but she does follow some of the culture like some of the things are there there are some things that I've noticed that they have said that they point out that you know no we don't do this or you know well not here you can't do certain things you know so like I think some of it still exists in the sense of honoring the elders that that is highly important to them you're here it's like not so much <laughs> I, I guess it, it depends on the culture in the United States. Like in, it depends on the like on the culture and the, on the particular culture you're coming from in the United States. Like because even the United States isn't a monolith. Like you have Southern culture, you have West like exactly. like East Coast, West Coast, like Midwestern culture, and so you to say it's not the same thing like with Koreans because people in the southern part of the United States, you know, they're very about very much about propriety and things like that. Not necessarily people on the East Coast. Maybe it's the same in Korea. But thank you all. Is there anything that you want to ask um noted about the conversation that you want to speak about before we run out of time? So here's here's my thing is that I'm a talker and I need to make sure that I buffer myself. But this is essentially what I'll say, uh, with regards to whether or not I'll continue watching, like, um, like, That was my question. Will you continue? Is this something that sparked the interest in you? Right. Um, just for myself as like a person in order to have more, 
of a cultural awareness and to have more color in my life. Because what happens is if you just keep watching the same types of shows um, or consuming the same type of media, it's going to, you're just going to keep living the same bland lifestyle. So I'm going to have to make sure that I step outside of my, um, like what I'm used to in order to add a different dimension to life. So thank you for introducing me to Vicky. And so from now on, like if I'm looking for something to watch, I'm not just going to go straight to Hulu. I'm not just going to go straight to Netflix. I will make sure to go over to Vicky and I'll choose something that I think might interest me there because who knows what other dimensions of life it's going to bring. So thank you. What about you, King Yellow? Uh, yeah, so I am actually looking through the movie section on Vicky now. Um, I'm thinking it might be more geared towards the movies, kind of get it all in and, you know, get it done. But it's definitely something that will, that will be in rotation for sure. So, interest to my spark. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are highs and lows. Like, there's some seasons that I don't watch dramas, I'm watching American television, and then other seasons, I'm almost completely watching, um, you know, Korean dramas or Japanese dramas. I'll switch between countries. So it, it's not like a, a must see, but it's definitely enjoyable. I mean, I'm I'm always going to give this props to a producer good television. Um, and definitely, and so I don't even want to call them alternative television. There's just, it's just more options, or they are more options, or they offer more options. I think personal for me, I again fall in the same box where, like right now, I've not really watched a drama in a couple of, couple of weeks. It's been some weeks, and why not? Just because I haven't wanted to, but it's easier to flip on Netflix or easier to flip on, you know, cable and see what they got going on. And then catch a little here, catch a little there. Um, my plan is to get back in because I have two of them that I see that I'm like, oh, I want to see those. So I'm going to watch. But it's part of my rotation. Definitely when I go to sit down for real to watch a show, yes, I'm looking to see, okay, what's over here on Vicky? Oh, okay, let me check this out. And once I get into a show, I'm in because that's something that I know in another show we'll discuss more in depth myself than something else is, hey, What's over here? What's going on? And how can we, why did we choose not to watch this? Why do, why don't I want to watch this? And I might get into a show and go, I'm done with this. And those types of things happen, but the same happens when I watch American television. Right. I mean, it, it just gives variety. So I just appreciate that both of you all are open-minded and willing to, to give some other culture a try. I mean, you all have always been that way. You all are, you know, cool people. And that's why we're happy to ask you particular to discuss this issue and to join us on this episode. So thank you. Thank you so much, King. Thank Mama. you. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you so you much, Mohammed Malik Shabazz. Awesome. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, brothers and sisters worldwide and our Korean bean pie eaters. Listeners for you know being along on the ride with these two guys. They are off the chain. So this is something else and Song Ray. You all have a good one. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Soul. We have enjoyed having you. Please subscribe, like, and follow our Facebook page, YouTube channel, Twitter page, Instagram page, and join our Facebook group. You can also find us on Patreon. Please look below for links. See you guys next time.